Hello everyone this is Sonali Mangal and welcome to another episode of Learn Educate Discover On this podcast we invite people from different professions on each of our episodes and we ask them a range of questions to try and understand what their job is all about The goal of this podcast is to try and educate our listeners about as many different kind of jobs as we can so that someone listening to the show can decide does a certain job sound interesting to them and if yes how do they go about exploring it further On today's show we are going to be talking about working as a data scientist. And if you look up data science on Wikipedia, the definition is actually pretty straightforward. It basically refers to extracting knowledge or insights from data. And this field has come into a lot of prominence in recent times. And the reason for that is that one we are now capturing and generating just huge amounts of data and that's been made possible by all the technical advancements that we've made and two we now have the infrastructure to conduct analysis on all of this large amounts of data and so if you take an example say a company like facebook they have data on all of their users who they are how do they interact with their friends on the social network and they use all of this data to generate insights which are then used to improve the product so that's sort of the area that a data scientist operates in and to really help us understand this area in detail we have a guest on today's show her name is yashaswini kotrish and she works as a data scientist with walmart labs now i'm sure most of you are familiar with walmart walmart is a large american multinational company it's a retail company and in terms of revenue it is the largest company in the world and walmart labs is the r&d arm of walmart and they focus on walmart's website walmart.com so this discussion today with yashaswini is going to be very interesting because she'll be talking about the applications of data science in the field of e-commerce in terms of yashaswini's background she has done electronics engineering from nit surat which is a leading engineering institution in india and she also has an ms in operations research from columbia university Before joining Walmart Labs, Yashaswini was at an ad tech startup in here in the US and that was acquired by Walmart Labs. So that's how she ended up at Walmart Labs. She's been working with data for a very long time now, so I hope you find today's discussion helpful. You'll see that Yashaswini is very soft spoken, but she shares lots and lots of insights which are very very helpful for anyone who has an interest in the field of data science. So with that, let's switch over to Yashaswini. Hey Yashaswini, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Hey Sonali, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. It's Sunday morning, so thank you so much for your time. No problem. I got up early today. <laughs> See, I forced you to wake up early. Um, yeah, so I heard that you are giving a talk on some of the things that you've been working on as a data scientist at an event called Code Chicks, right? In Mountain View. Yes. Week. Yes. That sounds very interesting. So what is it about? So this is an event which is being ex- exclusively sponsored by Walmart Labs. Uh this is a DevPulse event. It's called Code Chicks and this is for the female engineers. Uh, we have also some male engineers coming in and talking about their projects. The idea is that to share the technical knowledge what they are up to. So they we have talks and workshops for entire day. So I'm going to be presenting my project which I did in Walmart Labs which has got a patent also. I would be talking about item discoverability in search 
I work in search, so my talk is going to be more focused on how to make item discoverable when new products onboard on Walmart.com. I see. Okay, yeah, very interesting, and it definitely speaks to just the huge amount of interest that there is in data science today. And yeah, and I definitely see a lot of events happening, especially here in Bay Area, around just promoting and encouraging more women in tech. So it's nice to hear that yeah, you're involved in that initiative. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. So I think before we get into the details of data science itself, why don't you just give us a little bit of an introduction and tell us about yourself and your career path so far? Sure. So I hail from southern part of India, but I was brought up all across India, west, east, north. So technically, I've never stayed at a place for more than three, four years. So it starts itching when I am at a place for more than four years. <laughs> I did my undergrad in electronics in India from NIT, started my career as a business analyst, I was involved in a lot of projects which span from reporting to using statistical analysis and machine learning for business decisions. And that's where I think uh, my interest in data science picked up. I wanted to get more technical, uh, learn more from a theory perspective in statistics, machine learning. And then I decided, why don't I do a master's degree? And that's when I got into a master's program in Colombia. I did operations research. And this course was perfect launching pad for my career in data science. Post my master's, I started working with an ad tech company called Adkimi, which got acquired by Walmart Labs around 2014. So since then, I've been with Walmart Labs for almost two years now. I enjoy being a data scientist. I have been involved in four to five projects since then. Oh, very interesting. So, so you joined Walmart Labs as part of an acquisition. Yes. Interesting. I, I would love, love to sort of pick your brains on um, what that was like, but I think that would be digressing too much. But maybe you can talk a little bit about what does Walmart Labs do? So Walmart Labs, you can think is the engine which powers Walmart.com, Walmart e-commerce, which consists of Walmart.com US. We also support Canada and Sam's.com and a couple of other subsidiaries of Walmart e-commerce. So there are two major segments which drives walmart.com and its subsidiaries. One is the business side who consists of mainly merchants who deal with getting the products on board and making sure that the inventory is available when a customer makes a purchase. On the other side is the whole engineering and research and data science team which come together and as well as product team which come together to make walmart.com alive and up and running for 24-7 and also coming up with the right features and innovations to make the customer experience better. I see. Okay, so if I understand you correctly, there is the business side, which is basically focused on what inventory should walmart.com carry and making sure that you have that inventory and are able to service a customer's orders. And then there's the engineering side, which I'm guessing is the side that you are on which is basically powering the website and thinking about what the website should look like, what are the new features that you need to be adding to meet the customer's requirements. Yeah, and then there are, of course, other segments which rolls under each of those branches. But yeah, it's the major two segments you have. I see, I see. So how would you describe the role of a data scientist in this case? So um, if I have to just pick up one sentence, a data scientist leverages data to come up with either insights or develop a data product. So that person should be interested in solving problems and look at a problem and find solution using data. So I 
would describe data scientists like a intersection of having a knowledge of statistic machine learning on the other side business and also some good coding skills so that's the if you ask me a perfect data scientist is it has to be an intersection of all those fields a data scientist in e-commerce i would say could be involved in many aspects of e-commerce so as i said there is business side which deals with demand supply inventory management pricing so the data scientist can help in making better decisions using the data historical data then on the product side we have search personalization recommendations so a data scientist can help in building algorithms to give better recommendation personalization for customers and then the third side is the customer experience and here also a data scientist could be involved in coming up with better customer segmentation how the customer experience is uh, work with the business partners and help them in providing better strategies on improving the customer service so a data scientist could be involved in any aspect of the business but key thing which distinguish a data scientist with a business person or somebody who is driving a product is that this person would be way more technical and have some intersection with the research or have more technical background to mm-hmm. use those techniques in solving the problem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah this is very helpful and one question that comes to my mind is that so you described that some of the things that as a data scientist you'd be working on in an e-commerce company are things like how to improve the customer experience or like you said that you're working on a project where you're trying to figure out how to improve the item discoverability when people are searching for something on the website uh where do you think the role of a product manager and a data scientist intersect because and maybe for context i mean the way i understand the role of a product manager is that you're thinking about various features you need to build to improve the product so i would have imagined that a product manager is trying to figure out okay how can i improve the customer experience so that they buy more on my website so where does the role of a data scientist come in okay so the thing which comes to my mind is as you said a product manager thinks about the features and uh, come up with new applications on on the product but if you look at it a lot of applications and features are now very data driven so for example i want to improve my customer experience on website one of the thing is to provide better search relevance okay to to have better search relevance whom should i contact an engineer would actually stitch the whole process he make sure that the service and the front end is good but the entire engine behind it is to get a good algorithm to make the relevant products visible on walmart.com when somebody searches so in that case our data scientist would come in get his expertise his or her expertise on how the research is happening in relevance field or have any experience in dealing with the search so he would come up Uh, help leverage the use of historical data build a relevance engine and probably work with product managers and engineers to get the system up and running i see so you would be working very closely with both the engineers and yes, the product managers yes yes okay. a data scientist collaborates with um, a lot of people um yeah product managers engineers and even business partners yeah yeah so i think it would be very helpful if maybe you can take the example of a project and we walk through the stages of the project from beginning to end just to sort of see what are the things that you work on and how you interface with these other roles like pms and engineers okay so 
most of the problems which come to data scientists is uh, through either product managers or business team and they are pretty much one liners can you help solve this can you build this feature for us mm. so the idea is to get that one liner and convert into a, a viable solution so one such problem is that a lot of products are ingested every day on Walmart e-commerce but we need to make sure that they are in the right places in the right categories and shelves we can either invest manually or we can help as a data scientist can provide some automated way to make sure that the products are categorized better can you maybe just elaborate on that on this a little bit so that people who may not be very familiar with the terminology sure. can understand yeah yeah sure so um, when you go to a walmart.com or any e-commerce company uh, you see that the products are categorized in in different browsers like for example if i click on most of the time the buttons are there which provides are you interested in beauty or home or any other segment like clothing and then you click then a lot of products under that category pops out so the idea is that we want to have an automated way through which whenever a new item is ingested we could internally classify them under the category so that the customer will get the most relevant products when that person clicks a particular category or searches for that particular category i see i see so, so for example this, for example if there's a merchant who comes up to you and says that okay i'm selling this bar of soap so yes. then a data scientist will have to figure out an automated way of classifying that bar of soap as a beauty product or a home improvement product depending exactly. on what kind Mostly of soap it is the, it it falls under the beauty products okay. or so yeah either it is like go more manually or each time a product comes in and you have somebody tag it or the other way is to learn from the system so okay. that's what i'm focused on right now to learn from the system using the metadata of the products to how to classify and uh, so that is an agreed example for your question yeah it is it is so i think this this is a great example and i think uh, why don't we go deeper into this so let's say the the product manager comes up to you and says that hey yashaswini i think it'll be helpful if we can automate this classification of new products because it'll just save us a lot of time and energy so how would you go about solving a problem like this sure one of the thing is to use the various classifier techniques we have on the market for example i would pick any latest algorithm and then i would start with a baseline algorithm and see if i can at least have decent accuracy in classifying those products properly so i would actually work with a lot of engineers to understand where is the source of the data how can i use the data clean the data with them and then once i have the data i would use one of the machine learning techniques to classify the products and then based on that i would test and see i would do a couple of tests on my algorithms and see that how my algorithm is performing and if it is something which um, is in agreement with product managers and the team mm-hmm. that i'm working with then we would think about okay maybe we can put this into production and in that time i would probably collaborate with engineers to make sure that this goes up and live so whenever a new set of products come in we could classify them with decent accuracy and put them in the correct categories so to understand what you're saying basically what you're saying is that there are two parts at, at a very high level there are two parts to what you're doing one is coming up with the algorithm in terms yes. of 
what are the kind of things that you would look at to classify your product so i'm sure th- can you give us examples of certain things that you would look at you know obviously you don't have to share the algorithm but yeah sure so a lot of time is actually spent on building good features for my algorithms a lot of algorithms i have worked in is more supervised I'll just to elaborate on supervised learning it's like looking at the historical data and coming up with a predictive model or classifier so i look at the past data so for that i need to build good features to train my models using what whatever algorithms i have in mind basically i start with a very simple approach and see if that is good enough to solve my problem if not then i hire up and get into more sophisticated but a lot of time is involved in creating good set of features for my training and then also making sure that all the elements which goes into my algorithms are tuned perfectly there's a lot of math go- goes behind it and then i would spend time in validating and testing my algorithm and then if everything goes well probably push to production okay so actually what what i was trying to understand is what are the kind of things that your algorithm is looking at to come up with that classification okay so when i talked about features it, hmm. it i mean this is a bit more technical but mostly because i'm focused on looking at the products hmm. so i would what describes a product um its title descriptions and then we have images and other information which suppliers right. provide so this i would collectively say it's a metadata for a product so i look at the metadata of the products and that goes into my classifier or algorithm i'm okay training. yeah okay no that's helpful and i i know it sounds probably very basic to someone like you oh uh, no no that's but fine. i for a lot I of people I need right to be more <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no so this this is helpful so basically your algorithm is looking at this metadata as you call it associated with the product and then you're sort of learning that okay when the, the metadata is like this usually this is what the classification is at at, at a very yeah that's level. the that's the information which actually goes into the classifier hmm. and then the classifier or the system actually learns based on the information which has been provided and then that is learned upon and then that is used to make the predictions right yeah so that was going to be the second part of what i was saying seems to be your jobs the first part was defining this algorithm and then fine tuning it the second part is in figuring out what is the data that you give to this algorithm right because the quality of the results will depend on the quality of the data that you input so for a data scientist how large uh, how big does the data set have to be for it to make sense there's a whole field called big data <laughs> so it just spans i don't know trillions of rows and especially when it comes to uh, walmart.com it's in millions so and we sometimes look at the query logs so at each user query and that just in a in a day itself it blows to millions so um we do use a lot of parallelization techniques to make sure that we process in the time constraint we have but it totally depends on on what we are doing at and what level we want the analysis to be i mean it can range from thousands to millions based on the availability but right now most of the companies i know are actually capturing data at every query um, or every session so you can imagine that it can blow up to any proportions one quick question i wanted to ask is when you say that you're building these models what are you using to build these models 
um you mean in terms of tools yeah okay uh i mean there are different languages uh, like java python and javascript so there are a lot of languages and they have and plus there are other companies which have their inbuilt suite of uh, algorithms for machine learning and there is popular statistical tool called r so all of these different tools have different different algorithms or all the machine learning algorithms and then i primarily use open source uh, scikit-learn under python to do most of my analysis there are different trade-offs of using one over the other so it totally depends on what you are analyzing what are the constraints provided by some of the tools and making that trade-off and coming up with the decision which one to use right right okay no this is helpful and would you describe data science as primarily a statistical field? Um, and by that, what I mean is, and I'm speaking as a complete layman, but yeah. I remember when I was uh, studying statistics back in school, the big thing that you had to do is that you have a large data set and then you're trying to figure out what is the relationship between yes. various variables, right? So is statistics sort of the big element of this field? Yes, it is actually most of the component of data science does use a lot of statistical knowledge and nowadays even the machine learning algorithms we use we need to make sure that we have decent statistical understanding to make sure that we understand how the algorithm is doing on the data so i agree with you that statistics is a very huge component of data science but having said that, there are also many other components which uh, needs to be recognized as well. Like in the past two, three decades, there's been huge progress in the field of natural language processing, machine learning itself. So these use statistics, but they have their own set of research dedicated to these kind of fields. And then there is neural networks and artificial intelligence. So there are different fields, but in all these fields, I see statistics being very common. And if you look maybe generation back or something uh, like 50 years back, data science was embedded as statistics in most of the fields. But now it's just branching out as data science. Yeah. No, this is helpful because I guess for someone who is interested in pursuing a career in this field, all of the components that you mentioned, like, like machine learning, natural language processing, stats as a basic or neural networks all of these could be sort of entry points into data science right yes okay okay so i think it'll be very interesting for you to maybe touch upon what are the big areas within e-commerce where data science can really make a huge difference sort of big problems that e-commerce companies are today working on where data science can contribute sure um so I think a lot of things I'm reiterating, but if you look at the functions of an e-commerce company, one thing is to, as I said, we need to make sure that the products which the customers are ordering is there in the inventory to sell on website. So there's a whole team of business and merchants who gets these products on board for selling and making sure that they are available whenever the customer orders. So a data scientist here can work with merchants to make smart decisions on which products to target, which suppliers are much more in demand, and also help them in making better decisions in prices, looking at the competitive prices, uh, how can we give better offers and deals. The next is to make sure that the site is up and running, and here 
a lot of engineers collaborate but as i said a data scientist here can help them in automating a lot of things one is to classify products when when they are onboarded we can also help them in personalization in making sure that the search is producing good results whenever a customer comes and searches on walmart.com all these things are heavily data driven so this could help improving the site performance on ongoing basis then uh, the next thing is the supply chain teams whenever somebody orders we need to make sure that the shipping is done properly so there the data scientists can help in route optimization and also in inventory management so as you can see data science can collaborate with different verticals to make sure that e-commerce is up and running well uh yeah so can you talk a little bit about like you mentioned one project of yours which was around automating the classification of a product on the website yes. another interesting area that you've brought up is supply chain so maybe can you talk a little bit about how data science is used in supply chain like an example of how you would look at data to improve the uh, delivery of a product sure i haven't worked much in this field but what i understand with some of the interactions i had is one of the thing is shipping e-commerce we need to make sure that in the warehouse to the customer we need to provide the best shipping route and shipping prices we need to be very competitive and in providing the lowest shipping because nobody wants to pay for shipping and on the other hand it's also huge cost for companies to have warehouses and and they want to have best route to get a shipping quicker and faster so these kind of problems require a lot of optimization so suppose uh, if if an customer orders something then we need to make sure that the order goes well and then in the warehouse the product is available and we want to make sure that it goes to the best route to reach the customer faster so in that way we use the route optimization techniques there are many techniques yeah no that makes a lot of sense so i mean clearly data science has a lot of applications in e-commerce what other industries do you see as having big applications for data science um well i think a lot of fields have lot of data to analyze i think medical and pharma they've always been a lot of big on data but now i mean i see very interesting research coming using techniques of big data analytics or machine learning to come up with interesting solutions then the interesting thing i see is in the marketing and sales they are being very data driven it's no more intuitive they look at the data before making any marketing strategy or sales then we have ads ads is big on data because everything you can see that what's the roi of spending an ad what's the reach so i think all this is you need good data scientists to build good ad products then when interesting uh, field which i recently discovered with my father is he's actually in oil and industry and he was talking about attending a conference where there were a lot of stalls about big data analytics for oil exploration so even that field has now a like, lot of data scientists getting in and helping the engineers find the oil and you know help them optimize in getting the best solution for them this is very interesting i mean so, and as you're saying right pretty much all industries have applications for it whether yes. it's oil and gas where they're trying to figure out okay which is the next place where we should drill for oil or whether it's ads where they're trying to figure out okay which ad should i show to a consumer which will maximize the probability of the consumer actually clicking on the ad yes. so 
I would imagine that this problem or these use cases existed since the time that these industries came into inception, right? So what is it that has changed that suddenly there is so much demand for data science now? Um, actually, Sonali, I totally agree with you. There's a lot of problems which were there and a lot of people were actually solving those problems. But I think the way machine learning and the big data came into this field is, okay, they would have had some techniques they were using to solve the problem, but how they can now explore bigger set of data using all the open source big data tools available or how they can switch to new algorithms faster using open source machine learning algorithms available. So the problem they're solving has been always embedded in the field, but the technique in which they're solving by using data science and big data techniques is something which they are discovering now. And I think that's what it's happening new. And that's where I think the word data science gets embedded. Interesting. And I think even just what you're saying is that one is just the ability to mine this data, right? Or to get insights from this data. So you have access to all of these new tools and algorithms and infrastructure to do all of this analysis, which didn't exist some time back. But then yes. what about the availability of the data itself? Did we always have this data? No. So I think that's a very good point you brought. So you know that cloud and this whole infrastructure of collecting data has improved significantly over the decades. There are so much data being collected. So that that's the advantage which all the industry have right now, that they can just take advantage of any infrastructure, data infrastructure company, make sure that all the all the activities the customers are doing with them or any activity which is happening in their company could be recorded and then they could analyze the data. So I think from the infrastructure point of view, also it has improved. Uh, it's much cheaper to store the data. So that's why all this industry are now leveraging data to make faster and smarter decisions. Right, right. And does this field go by any other names apart from data science oh actually right now i mean there's so many names the interesting names i come across is marketing decision analyst decision scientist statisticians research scientists i mean there are many many ways a person deals with the data machine learning engineer machine learning specialist linguist so yes there are many many names but they are usually using some of the other techniques to leverage data to come up with decisions. Yeah, because I did another podcast with someone who's the director of informatics at a biomedical startup. And at first I wasn't very clear on what informatics is, but then as we got into the discussion, it seemed like a similar sort of thing, just like a broader, I would say slightly broader than data scientist alone. But that's when it became clear that, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people calling themselves by different names, but ultimately it seems to be just working with data in some way or the other. Yeah, and I think this whole data scientist is becoming a trendy word. A lot of companies wants to use it to attract talent. That's a great point. Yeah, it's just, it's like big data was some time back. Now it's data scientist. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think is the future of this space? It's going to grow. Uh, That's what I feel because... Every day when I go to office, I see that there's always a demand for a data scientist or we want to hire this data scientist for this work. So I feel that at least there's not going to be saturation anytime soon, at least for the next five years. That's what I think. Uh, plus, 
the whole thing of internet of things artificial intelligence this whole field is also upcoming which also uses a lot of data to make the decisions so i think a data scientist needs to be embedded in all these fields as well so the demand is going to grow up till at least 5 to 10 years that's what i feel yeah yeah so it's definitely a good industry to be in at least yeah 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 this is very very helpful your husbandy I think now we would like to understand some of the day to day aspects of sure. working in this field so let's say that I were to run into you someday and okay. you're a data scientist so what are the kind of things that I would see you working on <laughs> good question so i most of the time i would be probably looking at the data and like how do i clean and make it presentable <laughs> yeah. but yes so a lot of my time would be spent in making sure that the data quality is good for my algorithms to ingest so that's one aspect but the other is problem solving and i think that is a huge component of a data scientist whenever he looks at he or she looks into the problem the way they approach the problem is something which differentiate with any other person any i mean and the business or from the marketing any other field i would say so if you run into me i will probably yeah looking at the data or second is brainstorming with my other colleagues and getting their opinion on what techniques i'm using um, are they relevant and what are the trade offs of using one over the other and the other thing is to actually spend a lot of time making it into code basically doing a lot of code to make sure that the whole technique is up and running so a lot of my time actually involves in coding but then it's a as i said it's an intersection with computer science so you need to have decent coding skills to make sure that you are processing the data and applying the algorithm and getting the results Yeah this is this is very helpful because i mean coding definitely makes a lot of sense because obviously you need to build your model right whether that's through code or something else cleaning your data is that something i would i would imagine you would use various tools to clean your data right yes i would um i would use various tools or probably ask somebody to help me with that but there is some aspect you have to do which you can't escape Yeah, that would just consume maybe twenty percent of my time. But um, I do use all the tools available to make sure that the cleaning right. happens well. But you need still need to write the code using those tools. No, no, I, I, I can imagine that that's probably <laughs> one of the most important but equally frustrating parts of just cleaning yes. <laughs> the data, right? Um, and then I, the the very interesting part is what you said is when you are brainstorming with your team that. what is the direction that you should be going in right so you have a number of different ideas in terms of how to tackle a problem so let's let's take the example of the classification of a product um i'm sure you can go at it in a number of different ways and yes um so how do you do that how do you figure out that this is the right way to go well it just doesn't happen overnight for sure so um as i said before when i look at the problem I am very tempted to use very complex algorithms but the idea is to use the most basic and understand how is I mean is my data good enough to get some signal out of the whole noise so that is the basic naive approach I use and once I feel that okay this could be improved are there any other techniques available or any other research being done on the subject 
that's when I feel that interacting with my colleagues helps a lot because they would have also either come across the similar problem or would have researched about the problem. So when I interact with them, my horizon of solving problem increases. I get different perspective and then I get different ideas on how to solve. So for the classifier, I would probably start with an, there's a very famous, very naive classifier called naive base. Uh, classifier it's a very famous technique in machine learning but probably if, if that works I would try to use more sophisticated techniques and see how it is doing and discuss with the pros and cons of using a lot of algorithms also is not very memory friendly so as I said scaling an algorithm is also a big uh, task for a data scientist because most of the time the data is not very small a small data set can be used. Uh, any sophisticated techniques can use small data, but as the data increases, the the algorithm needs to make sure that it scales well with the increase of data. So that is something you you can discuss with your colleagues to see how are you able to scale it well or not. Yeah, and I'm sure you also develop an intuition for it. Over yes, time. That definitely. Right. So generally, how is the success? of someone working in this space measured? Sure, I'm completely in industry space, so I'm going to talk about the success of someone working in, in industry. There's a data science and academy which which I haven't dealt with much, so my answer would be more about the industry perspective. Mm-hmm. So I think not all the data science projects convert into a data product. So that is one of the, I think, tough field to be in because I would have spent two months in a project and done this whole thing. But then I realized, okay, maybe this is not the best one way to go. There is some other way. And some other person or some other team would have thought about some easier way to do or another quicker way to do. So maybe then my project won't be going into production. So uh, a success for me is something, okay, you build this whole product and it goes into production. You It gets into a data product. Um, like you work for a recommendation system and, and it is powering the website. Or the other way I can think about is your analysis is generating some insights for the business partners to make better decisions, uh, like customer segmentation using clustering techniques, help the customers understand better. So these kind of things. So yeah. anything which is useful to the business or getting into a data product is, is success for me. Right, right. No, that makes a lot of sense. And from your perspective, how is this job from a work-life balance perspective? Like, what are the working hours like? Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, working hours are pretty stable for me. So I devote around eight hours, eight to nine hours in my work. But this primarily doesn't involve me just sitting in front of laptop or computer coding or just staring at the laptop. It involves a lot of aspects. As I said, I brainstorm. I work with engineers, product managers. So it it involves a lot of discussions and meetings as well. And of course, I take a lot of breaks here and there for coffee and just chatting with (laughs) other friends. Uh, But yeah, the working hours are fine. It's not very gruesome or something. And I tend not to work on weekends. But if there is something which we need to put into production and I have to meet some deadline. Um, I do stretch out sometimes. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm sure that if something is about to go live, maybe for a few days, you're sort of more involved compared to the rest of the time. Yeah, okay. So in your opinion, then, what do you think are the most interesting aspects of working as a data scientist? 
I think for me, it just poses a challenge every day because, you know, as I said, I discuss with some data scientists, but there are some teammates who come to me and also discuss the problem. And I think that's when you are, you always have to think out of the box and you, there's always a new thing which you can try and a new problem you can solve or discuss. And it is the most interesting because Every day you are challenged by some of the other things, uh, either communicating better with product managers or either coding better to make. So you always get decent feedback from your colleagues and you can always improvise. And there's always new things to learn about, which keeps me on my toes. And I, I like this part of my job. Yeah, yeah. And are there any aspects that you find challenging? Um, yes, I do. Um, as you said, I've been in data science for two years, but this field is overwhelming. There's so many things to learn every day. Then I feel like I open and see what I can learn on Coursera or something. I get overwhelmed with so many courses available to me. Uh, so I do find it overwhelming. And I'm like, how do I manage to learn all these things in like in this <laughs> with the time constraint I have? But I have been started realizing that all these things uh, comes over time and um, practice. So I keep yeah. learning as much as possible from my aspect. But yeah, it does give me some challenging situations. Yeah. No, that's a great point that, you know, it's such a fast moving field, especially with the amount of interest in it and the amount of applications this field has now. So there's a lot of new developments happening all the time. So yes, are there any resources that you found helpful to keep up uh, with the latest in the field? Uh, a lot. <laughs> I would say data science is an awesome community. Everybody wants to, I mean, is ready to make things open source and or provide teaching assistant or provide courses, le- lectures on understanding techniques. So I think there's tons of resources available for me to learn. So I um, usually tend to do a few courses on Coursera and then I try to read some books I mostly focus on trying to get some hands-on projects. So that happens usually uh, through, you know, going through any website and seeing, okay, there's this problem. How did they solve it? Can you also solve it using some techniques or the other? Yeah. So can you name some of those websites which you've sure. found? Uh, Coursera, Udacity is some of the online open source courses available. I like Mining Massive Data Set is a very interesting, which I did. Um, then there's a natural language processing course from Columbia University. Michael Collins is the guy who, it's it's on Coursera. It's been useful for me to understand the whole uh, natural language field. Then for the statistics, um, there are so many websites available, which has so many, it's like a quick reference for statistics. Nothing is coming on my mind right now, but I usually use Wikipedia for most of my statistics knowledge. <laughs> it is yeah. really well documented. I would make that as my quick reference. No, this is very helpful because the names of these courses are then something if someone is interested, they can look them up on Coursera uh, and then, you know, follow up themselves. And you mentioned that the data scientist community is also very active and helps each other out. Uh, Big time. Where can you find these communities? A lot of places like Stack Overflow, there's this whole Stack Overflow dedicated for statistics and I think machine learning. So you can definitely post questions there. Then also when you use any open source and you want some understanding on how to use the open source, you can definitely post questions in their communities. And then there are many blogs which I follow. 
either they specialize in coding like python or they specialize in machine learning so you can definitely connect with them ask questions so there's there's a lot tons of availability on communities yeah yeah and i think what we can do is that maybe i can follow up with you after the discussion if you can share the blogs that you found very helpful or communities those would be good yeah. resources which i can then post in the show notes so if anyone is interested they can look at those blogs sure yeah i can do that yeah uh so you touched upon the challenges which is uh, for the most part just keeping up with all of these developments are there any aspects of this field that you just do not like <laughs> okay <laughs> um i don't i mean i enjoy my work and i'm pretty passionate about <laughs> it so as i said i do have sometimes you know why am i spending so much time cleaning this data or yeah. why am i not getting the solution so yes uh, there are times when it gets frustrating but it's fine i think i started getting used to that yeah yeah and do you have any sort of stressful situations in this job well i think most of the people do have when we have deadlines and meeting the okrs yeah. other than that i mean one of the things which i feel as a data scientist has to do is to think about different techniques and the trade offs to come up with the best solution and given the time constraint it does become sometimes stressful to test everything and make sure that you are giving the best possible solution but it's not very, it's not like extremely stressful but it does become overwhelming yeah yeah i mean i yeah d- deadlines can definitely make things stressful but uh, it doesn't sound like that is part and parcel of the job from yes, what it is it is not you need yeah. to give some space to data scientists to think otherwise <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for sure i mean it's a very thinking job i guess so have you found any common mistakes that people often make in this role maybe when they're early on in their careers hmm okay um well i think as i said before a data scientist has to collaborate with multiple teams it could be highly technical research team or engineering team and business product team and frankly i feel that more than theoretical it is about how you communicate with the different teams it's it's a very key component a data scientist should develop and i'm still working on it by the way so i feel that communicating your ideas to different audience is something a knack which a data scientist should have i have often seen a mismatch presentations of highly technical to a very business oriented people so yeah so i would say that it's not a mistake but it's something to work upon that's a great point that's a very very good point because ultimately they have to understand what is it that you're trying to what you're trying to do and buy into that sort of your story quote and quote right so unless and until you're able to present that story there's really no point so yeah yeah it's a great point so is there something like a typical career path in this role well i mean there are many directions a data scientist can take he or she can go into very technical aspect delve more into a particular stream uh like either big natural language processing or um, neural networks or solve more problems for it so that's more at a technical path where usually in walmart labs it's like data scientists staff data scientists principal who will be architecting the whole data science product or you know managing couple of data scientists and the next is more management field as this more gets into maintaining the data analytics and data science team 
and making sure that the projects are delivered on time how do you use the resources better so that is more about going into management one more field which i think is a lot of data scientists switch to is product management which is very obvious route because you work closely with product product team and you understand how they work so if you want to get into a bigger picture you probably think about moving to a product management team yeah yeah so generally the data scientists they report into Home in a uh, it actually varies a lot, Sonali. I mean, I have seen data scientists reporting to sales org, reporting to CTOs org, reporting to, I don't know, maybe product org. So uh, it totally depends on the company to company. So with us, it's uh, it's the CTO org. Uh, we all report to the chief technical officer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then I just have a few more questions to help anyone who is interested in further pursuing this field as a career option or at least exploring it. So in your opinion, you know, if you were to come across a data scientist and you're like, wow, this guy or gal is an amazing data scientist. What do you think are their key qualities? One, they are amazing problem solver. I mean, they know how to pitch what is the trending thing happening in the industry which needs the expertise of a data scientist get their problem solve it and the second is how do you market and communicate the problem like either you can publish a research paper or patent or you know market or share with an open community uh, so that's the very key thing i have noticed so some of the people i admire in the in the research oriented is um, there's a person called jennifer chase uh, she's a managing director for a uh, microsoft research and then there is andrew ng and daphne kohler these are all coming from academic background but they always they use data science and they had different uh, one of two of them are entrepreneurs and the other one goes to a lot of talks and talks about her research and how it could be applied in different fields outside the research i've also seen some industry people like dj patel who is who has supposed to be coined data scientist term he had an interesting career path uh, which is like worked with bunch of internet companies like ebay or linkedin and then he moved on and now he's a chief data scientist at white house and wow. he has basically popularized data science among uh, in the whole like us government so <laughs> these people i think the way they solve the problem and they present the problem is something uh, it's always interesting to me yeah and um i think you already touched upon sort of the typical background for this role which is you know either statistics or one of these machine learning kind of roles and you yourself come from an operations research background yes. right yeah so if you were to recommend a path to someone who's interested what would you say uh i would say do lots of hands on projects on data science especially as i said there's a tons of field branching out of data science so trying to understand from a theoretical perspective is good but doing a lot of project hands on project is really helpful every project i do i feel i have understood this field better so i would recommend taking a lot of courses and doing a lot of hands on project uh, one thing i've noticed is people are very open to having a diverse background so i just want to give out an example of my team a lot of them are phd's i agree but their background are applied statistics i have two people who are one is a nuclear physicist and the other is a theoretical physicist and then i have people coming from computer science background and there's one person who is in data visualization so a lot of companies actually promote diverse background 
but a common trait i see among all of them is that they would have solved some of the other data science related problems mm. and that's how they all came across together that's, yeah that's a great point so how would you recommend someone go about finding these projects data science projects to work on as i said it's a very open community lot of data sets available online to look at i think a lot of local governments also have put their data online especially in us you can definitely pick one of the data sets and then just try to learn any of the algorithm popular algorithms um as i said there are interesting courses online available we have coursera which is which has i think tons of resources available to learn data science and there are a lot of open data science courses which like okay we will teach you courses in two weeks which shouldn't happen but it's there so if you just want to onboard those courses are good enough to get you started but then you always have to it it is a huge feat so it will take some time to onboard yeah yeah no this is very helpful so um i want to talk a little bit about recruiting and applying for a job so how would you recommend someone apply for jobs in this field one thing is doing a lot of hands on project and pushing on github or any other open source repository is a very good way to market yourself when i was looking for jobs in doing masters this is one plus point i found that i have whatever projects i did uh, by taking courses different courses i try to put it in a repository or in a folder and i shared with with the teams i am applying for the good thing is that they can see what you are up to what kind of projects or what are the latest things you have done how do you code so i think that is something which i would highly recommend to do a lot of hands on project and push it to a repository the second is networking i think there are a lot of events happening uh, right now for data science and partly is to recruit recruit a good talent uh, all the companies sponsor to make sure that they get good talent so attend a lot of technical talks see how people are how industry people or academic people are solving problems using different data science techniques and try to connect with them and see that you can contribute anything and any any intersection of the interest happening and then there are some traditional routes like applying through linkedin hire.com and there are so many startups which just recruits for data scientists so you can connect with some recruiters and get started on your data science path yeah yeah no definitely but uh i think this is one point which resonates across pretty much all the people i've spoken with so far that networking is yes. absolutely key and then yes i mean now it's no longer just about your resume like you can do so much and have a very strong online presence across all of these relevant channels like github in this case which can help a lot in making a case for you but yeah. uh one thing which i wanted to ask you is that as you said you know data scientist is a role that is now in so many different companies across industries and across large companies and small companies including startups so if someone is applying for this role is there a way for them to assess how critical this role is for that organization well <laughs> definitely not with the job description but if if you get past and meet the team you can definitely gauge with because nowadays most of the interviews happen you tend to meet almost all the team members when you get interviewed for data science position and you can definitely talk to them and the thing is you just don't interact with the data scientists when you 
inter- getting interviewed you also meet like product managers and other partners you're working with and you can talk to them ask good questions to understand that how you getting involved as a data scientist will help them making good decisions so it will take some interactions with the team members in the interview session to understand but none of the job posting i've seen just blatantly mention oh you are the key contributor on this <laughs> but having said that i have always seen that a data scientist resource never goes unutilized i see i see all right thanks a lot yashasani this was extremely extremely helpful is there any other advice that you would like to share with anyone who is interested in exploring this space um i think my only advice is this is an interesting field there's always challenges if you have interest and slightest want to know more about the field you can definitely use all the resources available and if you planning to move uh, this is the right time because it's a booming field right now okay all right i think that's a great message to end the podcast on so thanks a lot for your time and yeah take care bye bye okay bye So that was Ichaswini on a career in data science. I hope you found today's discussion helpful and of course if you have any questions at all for Ichaswini or for me, you can email us at learneducatediscover@gmail.com. You can also tweet at us. Our Twitter handle is at @led_curator. You can also find us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is at facebook.com/learneducatediscover. And you can find a list of all the podcasts that we've put together so far on various careers on our website. Our website is at learneducatediscover.com. And there you can also subscribe to get updates on all the great content that we are putting together for you guys right there in your email. Of course, if you enjoy what we're doing, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can simply download the SoundCloud app or the Stitcher app or the iTunes podcast app, search for Learn Educate Discover and hit subscribe. And while you're at it, leave a review. It only takes a minute and it means a lot. So, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and for your time and until the next one. Adios.